Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. So welcome to episode 57 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lowell. Todd Widener is here with me. And I will just publicly apologize to Peter. I was not able to get a message over to him. And we're starting this much later at night on a Tuesday. I think it would be 1.30 a.m. right now in England. And while I love him and he would stay up for us to do the podcast, I didn't think it was fair to keep him up in the middle of the night. Duped him once again. I did. Unintentionally, Man. of course. So the show is going to suck ass. And if you're yeah. listening to us for the first time, we yeah. for charity. <laughs> if we're going to revert back to our old ways now. That's right. We have no... We have no- no one to keep us on course or on no or say something path. smart or fuck. Right. Yeah. I will drink. cuss a lot though now that Peter's not here. No. The one that we did without you the other day, I only cussed like three times because Peter is such a good influence on me. Right. He has that effect. <laughs> he does. It's a gift he has. It is episode 57, the Ken Bowman episode. If Peter was here, he would talk about Ken Bowman, the center who played for 10 years. He's one of the longest tenured 57s in fact i think he had worn the jersey longer than any other guy in the franchise history again i say it in the 50s the numbers just aren't good but ken bowman was the guy who hiked the ball to bart Starr at the ice bowl all right and created that space for him played 10 years with some great great linemen right that would have been like forrest greg thurston greg. you would have played within that right. time frame he also is a part of the Packers Hall of Fame. Until I looked him up, I was going to call it the Chris Gizzy episode. Do you remember <laughs> Chris Gizzy, the guy that ran out uh, with the flag after 9-11, carrying the American flag? No. Yeah, Chris Gizzy only played for like two years with the Packers, but he was the guy when the Packers played at Lambeau after 9-11, he ran out of the tunnel because he's a military. He was a part of the military. I don't know what right. branch. Right. He ran out with the American flag. Kind of an iconic moment, which is pretty cool. Wow. Maybe we should name the episode that guy then. Yeah, we can call it the Chris Gizzy episode. That's cool. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into it. <laughs> also, a couple other things. If you're listening to us for the first time, we have a shoe raffle. We are raffling off custom Packer shoes for Habitat for Humanity. I believe we're up to $275, which is good. But we're also trying to get to $2,500. Every dollar counts. Every yeah. ticket is $5. So thank you for all the folks who have already contributed. And, you know, we'd love to see some more money go in the pot for Habitat. Those shoes will be made by Dwight from ddgcustoms.com, who sponsors us. And we cuss for Habitat also. So every time you hear a quarter hit the jar, that is 25 more cents for Habitat for Humanity. People need to start retweeting our shit. So, Yeah, absolutely. 
You can get some money for their shoes. I would love to put $2,500 in Habitat's hand. We will take $0 and zero cents of that money. We, I will buy the shoes out of my own money. I don't want to take money from Habitat. So every cent that you donate will go directly to people in need. So again, yeah, thank we you should, for that. The swear jar should not exceed the amount that we raise for the shoes. And it might. Or, or maybe, maybe this it is might. the episode that evens, thing, evens the, the playing field. We might get to 275. We are going to get to 275 this year for sure. In oh, yeah. We had 63 cuss words in a 47-minute episode. <laughs> the last one. <laughs> That's fucking great. Holy shit. Where are we going again? The social medias, even though the Facebooks went down. Did you see that? Facebook was down for like a no. really extended period of time. Not that I would have noticed because, again, I barely right. go on Facebook. But that happened. Twitter was the only thing up. Like Instagram went down. Facebook went down. Twitter was still standing tall. Amongst the oh. wreckage. Jeez. If you want to get a hold of us, if you can find us on Twitter at AVG Cheese, you can also email us AVGCheese at gmail.com. That's enough about that. Let's talk football. Yep. We call these things slices or small pieces. <laughs> we also have notes, and I see that Todd put in the notes that TJ Watt is a bitch. <laughs> That's in the slices. Go ahead. Yeah, sometimes yeah, self-explanatory, right? I mean, I guess it was, uh, I mean, I've seen him play before, I guess. You know, when they play the Packers, you kind of t- pay attention to certain players more. I mean, that trip just kind of said it all. And that, that was a fucking trip. I don't care what they're trying to say. Yeah. And, and they they threw a flag, right? Didn't they throw, was that the play where they yeah, threw the they flag threw and then they flag. picked it up and they said it wasn't a penalty? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. I mean, there's no way. What is a there's trip no then? No way. Sticking your leg out and tripping him literally happened to Adrian Amos, what, two weeks ago? And they called yeah. it on him. And he did. I mean, that he was did. more so than, than Watt did, but still, a trip is a trip. Oh, I don't know about that. But yeah, they right. They were both well, tripping. Yeah. The yeah. end. Yeah. He also had a late hit penalty on Rodgers, didn't he? TJ yeah, I think that was wasn't that a response because Rogers kind of on Rogers uh, rushing touchdown. He kind of like over the shoulder, kind of taunted him a little bit, which I thought was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. Can't then, <laughs> you know, then he came back and Rogers might have run that one up the middle and, and gotten close to the goal line. I mean, there was nobody there. Like Peter always says, I mean, picking up that penalty was four points. Potentially. I am super grateful that the Packers don't play the Steelers every year. Cause if I have to listen to one more motherfucker talk about how we pick Kevin King instead of TJ Watt, I'm done with that narrative. Is TJ Watt a great player? Yep. I think he is. Is he going to have a long career like his brother JJ? I don't fucking know, but we <laughs> drafted Kevin King. So just live with it. Like it was so right. long ago. Like, why do we have to hear that every time? Get over yourselves. Yeah, that's the local narrative, I think. 100%. Because he's a Wisconsin guy, right? His brother's a Wisconsin guy. So you think he'd be out there? They had two linebackers from Wisconsin. Joe Schobert played at Wisconsin, too. Yeah. And they had Isaiah Loudermilk. They had a lot of Wisconsin guys out there. Uh, Isaiah Loudermilk played on the uh, defensive line at Wisconsin. He's gigantic for a defensive tackle. He's like 6'6 or something like that. Jeez. A lot of Wisconsin flavor. And doesn't Derek Watt, does Derek Watt still play for the Steelers too. Oh, no. oh shit! That's why Peter's on the on the show most of the time, so he can correct yeah. us when we're wrong and fill us in with the truth. 
<laughs> right. and, and facts and everything. He's like, you ever watch Tony Kornheiser and whatever his name is, Wilbon? They'd have that fact checker yeah. at the end. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Peter. But he just does it from throughout the show. Right. Josh Gordon is back in the NFL, maybe yeah. after like his 90 oh. second suspension. He's in. The Chiefs activated him. Really? Yeah. Today. Today. Wow. He is back. Reinstated. The reason I, I, I put this in the notes is I watched all of uh, what, what's the uh, docu series on uh, Hard Knocks? No, not Hard Knocks. The other one, Last Chance You. Oh yeah, love that Last series. Chance You. I literally been binge watched all of it. All of it's it. awesome. The basketball, That's an awesome the football, show. everything. It's a great show, and you really get to see the inside of what everyone sacrifices to try to get to the next level, and how rare it is to even get to the NFL, let alone make a 53-man roster, let alone actually get out of the field. I mean, there's like so many. It's so freaking rare that somebody can has the talent to actually be on the field and be good. But then you look at somebody like Josh Gordon, and the NFL just keeps wanting him back. You know what I mean? And it's like, right. wow. Either he's just a complete superstar that went to waste, and they must think he's still a superstar talent. But I just thought that was just such a strange thing after watching that whole series about how hard it is to make it to the NFL. And then there's guys like Josh Gordon who just gets suspended into six times in his career, and they keep calling him back, and he keeps getting on the field. On a side note, Chauncey Rivers played at Eastern Mississippi College or whatever. Last mm-hmm. chance you guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. But yeah, you know, I was a big proponent of Josh Gordon. Was it last year or the year before? I can't remember now. Must have been last year. I wonder if he can still play. I don't know. I want him to have success. I do. I want Josh Gordon to have success, just like I wanted Jay Sternberger to have some success. Like you want guys that are having struggles in their lives to, you know, have some positive things going on. But I don't know. I just have no confidence that Josh Gordon can stay clean and and do the things he needs to do. I hope he can, but I just, I don't see it. It's just crazy though. Cause you see like in last, last chance you, even the smallest thing in someone's personal life or whatever can like trip these guys up and they get a bad reputation and they're great. I mean, just everything kind of like tumbles and they're all their dreams are fucking shattered. Yeah. And then you have a guy like this who just gets away with everything and continues to just be able to just walk back in the door whenever he wants to. It's crazy. And what do you think Josh Gordon's running now? Like a 5-2-40? Like oh, how he's been yeah. out of the league so many times. He's probably got like four yeah. catches over the last five years. So let's get into it. Packers 27, Steelers 17. Felt like a little bit more of a easy ride than it was. The score doesn't indicate how I don't want to call it dominant because the Packers were not yeah. dominant, but I felt like they were in the control of this game from about mid second quarter on. I felt pretty yeah. good about how things were going. Yeah. I felt it was experiencing the last two seasons. The last two seasons you had to have at some point said to yourself, this team can go like th- this team is can definitely go. And they did. They went all the way to the NFC championship game, lost two years in a row. I know it's kind of early and I know the new Orleans game was bad, but this game already early on, I think we have the pieces in place to make a, a legitimate run. Like the personnel is there. Things are working. If we stay healthy, 
this is a team that could make a run. I'm not going to say easily, but they should be in the Super Bowl this year. I hate to be too confident, but if you look at the rest of the NFC North, it's terrible. Well, look at our division. That's, That's what I'm saying. The NFC about. North I is mean, terrible. Really bad. If the Seahawks wouldn't have shit all over themselves against the Vikings, the Vikings would be 0-4 right along yeah. with the Lions. Yeah. The Seahawks were up 17-7 in that game and didn't score another point, lost 24-17. That's a game they could have won. And again, the division would almost be wrapped up at this point. I don't want to say (laughs) that four games in, but yeah, again, I don't hate, I hate to say shit like this because then you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But it just seems like just had that kind of feeling in this game. Like, okay, we can do this. We're going to be back. We're going to be back. This is a legitimate team right now. And I hate to be too confident. I said that in the last episode, like I hate to, think, oh, this is a yeah. win for sure. But I didn't see the Packers losing this game. I really didn't. The only flaw and the same flaw that they've had the last, the prior two years is in games in each of those seasons, they just can't seem to like put teams away when they need to. And it will, I mean, this will be in most of what we talk about in the game, but they just can't do it. I, I don't know what it is. I think that's the missing piece. If they can figure that out, I think they're going to be unstoppable. So let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll start with offense like we always do. For me, there were two things that were really good. I know I'll probably steal some of your stuff. One, we ran the ball 33 times in this game. Oh, good. I didn't even see that. For the Packers, that's crazy. You don't get that kind of balance. And you talked about it in a different way, but this was a balanced offense. And it kept the defense off the field when they ran the football. And that's going to make your defense better. We've talked about it 8 billion times. So Rodgers threw the ball 36 times. We ran the ball 33 times, including three rushes from Rodgers. You know, the two running backs got to combine 30 carries in this game. That's very good. I know that I've waited for A.J. Dillon, and here he was. He had a very nice game. He averaged, what, six yards a carry? Something like that in this game? While he's still a little plotting for me, I'm really enthused by what I saw out of him. It's not the thunder and lightning that, you know, you you want it to be. A.J. Dillon can play. And the other thing I thought was funny, I got to bring this up while I'm talking about A.J. Dillon. LaFleur, on the pass that Dillon caught, yeah, that wasn't supposed to be a pass to Dillon. He thought Aaron Jones was still in the game. Oh, really? But I think it's a good message, though. A.J. Dillon caught that ball and ran with it. It was a decent, yeah, that was a decent play. It was like, six, I think it was 16 yards. If oh, I, yeah. It was under 20, but still, yeah, it, was decent. it was good feet, kept himself in bounds, made the catch, hands looked good, all those things. If Dillon can play, it goes back to what you talked about last week. You can't just rely on Rodgers and Adams. And that kind of segues into my other thing. We totally beat up on Randall Cobb, and I said he couldn't play. That that was Dale. <laughs> Just to be clear, <laughs> Randall Cobb had a nice game. He did do the things, though, that I was saying he does. He's going to get open on third and two and third and four. Him and Rodgers have this chemistry, much like him and Adams have, where they're just going to find a spot. Cobb is going to sit down and find a spot, and Rodgers knows he can go to Cobb in those big spots, in those important spots. So it was nice to see Randall Cobb, five catches for 69 yards, two touchdowns. Awesome to see that. 
Yeah, he had a good game. What are the positives on your end? Again, my, the the way I saw the balance is more of like, you know, utilizing more personnel and getting a little more diversified. I think they did that. I think you saw even Amari Rogers was out there going in motion and stuff. I don't think he was targeted at all, but he was out there. Tunyon, I don't know, maybe he had three grabs. Something Not like many. That. No, it wasn't a, no many. We saw Lazard had an, uh, had a couple nice plays, and of course Devontae and you know Cobb had a good game too. So, but I I, I guess I should save this for the ugly. But you see, the only target that St. Brown got. Of course, dropped. he dropped that fucking ball. Yeah, he fucking dropped. Of course, he did. <sighs> he is terrible. He is terrible. That all came kind of came out good. Turner actually out of the out of all the offensive linemen, I read that uh, Turner had the overall highest rating for the offensive line. And so I think he's going to really unrecognized this year. Everybody's kind of forgotten about Billy Turner because all the attention is on the rookie crew uh, on the inside and the injuries to Jenkins um, and the injury to Bakhtiari. But I thought that uh, Turner's holding his own out there and he's kind of like really getting the the praise that he should, but that was good to see too. And I'm calling him Bjork. <laughs> like the singer Bjork? Yeah, Bjork. Like Bjork. <laughs> I couldn't think of how to fuck the spell it, so I just put Bjork. So, <laughs> yeah, he he kicked some absolute bombs. I mean, that one he kicked out of the end zone that was just an absolute rocket off of his foot. I think it was fifty-seven yards or something crazy. It was. You I know, mean, when you're fair catch, when you are a punter in the end zone kicking, and a dude fair catches, that's a bomb. Yeah. That is right, a and especially how far that bomb. ball went. Usually, yeah. if you kick it that far, you've got a time to run because it's sort of a line drive, right? Yep. I want to say he averaged like forty-seven yards a kick in this game, but the one yeah. was only like thirty-five yards because the Packers were on what the forty or something like that, where Yadam was able to knock it back and they were able to pin Pittsburgh yeah. deep. Yeah. So that includes like a 35 yarder. He is kicking bombs. What a weapon Bohorka is. Uh, I'll say that every week because it seems like it just continues to happen. Is he the holder too? He is. So I saw a press conference with LaFleur and they were talking about the blocked. Well, I guess I can talk about that. I'll just talk about it now. The blocked field goal and the return for touchdown with the touchy uh, penalty call. I guess... I guess there there was a miscommunication between the snapper and the holder when they flash their hands. So the defense is keying off of that flash of the hand, trying to make the timing. And you could see that, I mean, the Steelers were in their half step and the half the linemen are still down for the Packers. I will yeah, comment it, on that later too. It, it looked, it looked like, I guess everybody was saying that it was the holder that's got to get the timing correct. But even though it's more, What's that? Yeah, go ahead. I have one more positive. I watched the game in real time. That's what we do. And we text each other back and forth. I also watched the condensed version of it on the NFL app, which still fucking sucks, by the way. It does. It's ridiculous. But there was, it was in the second quarter. There was one series of play calls. They ran motion to the right and they ran a sweep right. On the next play, they ran motion to the left and they ran a sweep left. And then they ran motion again to the left and they ran up the middle. And I don't, I don't know if it was Watt or whoever was playing outside linebacker just stood there. Go back and watch it. It's like in the second quarter. So it's like the first five minutes or whatever of the condensed version. Rogers goes in motion. They follow him. It's like a six or seven yard run by Jones. They go the other way, same thing. And then they ran it up the middle and 
really awesome play calls in a row because it shows like this, like we're going to mess with your heads. Who do, you think, who do you think is actually calling the play? Is it Lafleur or is yeah. it Hackett? No, is it's Hackett just the eye in the sky and yeah, feeding Lafleur information about like what the defense is and what scheme, and then Lafleur is actually calling the actual play, right? Hundred okay. percent. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. That's just so much to handle. Where you got the offensive coordinator up in the box on the headset, and then you've got Rogers on the headset. So you're like going between the two of those guys almost. That's a lot to manage. Jeez. Let's get on to the bad and the ugly. I'll go first this time. And this is really, really more of a special teams ugly, and it goes with that block kick. First of all, that guy was not offsides. I will say there's no way, even as a Packer fan, that that guy was offsides on that play. He right. timed that snap perfectly. And that was a huge turning point. Instead of it being 17-14 or whatever, Steelers are 20, 20, 21-21. 17 Steelers, but it was, you know what I mean? They called that back. I am totally fucking this up right now. That was a huge turnaround is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's a huge, it's a 10 point swing right there. Cause Big we time. get a field goal instead of them getting a touchdown. It was a bad call. It's nice to see us get those bad calls, but to go on that play, Tanyan can no longer be the right flank on kicks. I don't care if Bajorquez is messing it up or the snap is messed up. He doesn't get it. He barely touches both guys. Yeah, he's ter- he's a terrible blocker. He, he, the he didn't have he's it. A terrible blocker. Put Mercedes Lewis out there right. and let him do it. Why would right. you even think that Tanyan is better off in that spot? I don't know. Terrible. That was terrible. And Tanyan has proved like two weeks in a row he can't do the job, regardless of what the snap is doing. It, it shouldn't erase the, the fact that the, all the special teams just suck, right? We got away with one there. But there's still a problem. You can't just like, oh, they called it back on a penalty. The penalty was like shady as it was in the right, first right. place. It doesn't resolve the problem. The problem is the special teams fucking suck, period. Every single team. Punt, kick, receive, return. Crazy. And the other bad and ugly, and I'll, then I'll be done, is Rodgers was not good early. If you go back and watch the game again, Overthrew Cobb. That ball should have been picked off by Minka Fitzpatrick. He didn't catch it, which was a blessing. And then remember when we beat up on Jordan Love for just throwing the ball, like running off and throwing the ball into the wind? Yeah. That throw he made to the sideline. Now, now to be fair, Aaron Rodgers makes that throw, and it's accurate, and it's not thrown in the middle of the field. But he threw that ball on the edge to Mercedes Lewis, that's an interceptable ball a lot of times. I don't think he was trying to throw it away there. I think he was trying to make a play, and that's a little bit scary because we need you to be careful with the football. You're Aaron Rodgers. You don't throw picks. We don't need that happening. Those are my, my two ugly. I guess for me was, you know, I mentioned earlier, is just finding a way to put the game away. I don't know what it is with the offense, but like there was a couple, you know, obviously the fumble with Jones, that was another big turning point when, I mean, they were driving. It, it felt like they score there and this game is completely put away and, and there's, there's no coming back. So they just have to fun, to maybe limit the mistakes and just try to find the ways in the game to really just hunker down and try to figure out some some ways to to put those types of games away when they when they're given those opportunities. We talked enough I think about the special teams. My other things were Rodgers was sacked 3 times. 
not great, but hey, uh, we got an inexperienced line, so I wasn't too concerned with that. But then the, the other observation I had was uh, Jones on the hands team when Pittsburgh was trying late in the game, trying to do the, they didn't know if they were going to do an onside kick or not, and they just kind of did a squib. And then, of course, Jones gets it, and I'm thinking, oh, God, I don't know what, what's he doing out there? I don't know. He's, he's your guy. You just signed him to a big contract. I get it that it's the hands team, and I also get that our special teams fucking suck. But you don't put your guy, your number one honey back, out there. I don't know. I right. just that made me nervous. You would think you have guys with good hands that are a little bit more expendable, for lack of a better term. I guess to be out there, but yeah, Aaron Jones on the hands team. You got plenty mm-hmm. of guys, man. So let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Let's start with you this time. What do you think went well? I watched part of the condensed version that I watched the whole second half, but I thought they had consistent pressure, the defensive line. I mean, they definitely have some momentum from the previous game to this game. I really felt like um, there was c- consistent pressure on Roethlisberger just collapsing the pocket, everybody staying in their lanes. I thought they, I thought overall as a unit, they were great in this game. It looks like Barry has made some type of adjustment because, I mean, the first game was just – so terrible. Whatever adjustments he's made has really made them start to focus on uh, playing like a unit. So that was good to see. I mean, I'm really impressed with Darnell Savage this year so far. I mean, he is all over the place. I mean, this is kind of like shaping up early on for his breakout year. I think everybody thought it was going to be last year or the year before, but I, I think this is his year. I, I really can see him uh, stepping up to the plate and um, he, he's playing outstanding. Um, Gary, of course, I think this is his best game as a pro. His sack was kind of funny. He just kind of had that guy, uh, like straight up and then just kind of like Frankensteined over him, you know, <laughs> like, I right. won't grab Roethlisberger. <laughs> tackle the <laughs> tackle and the quarterback at the same yeah. time. But my thing, my God, my only critique on him is like, you ever notice like when he's driving into a player, like he just gets locked up. Like it's a blocking sled drill. It's like he doesn't do like a swim technique. He doesn't dip a shoulder and try to get around the edge. He's got the guy and he's muscling up all the way and just driving back, which I get it. Like, you know, when it's a run situation or whatever, but like get rid of the guy and clear yourself up. He just always seems to be tangled up with the offensive lineman. I mean, he's doing an effective job, but I just don't understand how he can't just like shed the blocker and and get to the quarterback. So, and then lastly, Stokes is a Stokes is a fucking stud. Well, I'm just gonna say it right now. He is a fucking stud. He got uh, NFL Rookie of the Week. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yep, eight tackles, two passes, defense, um, and a pick. So, there were some other uh, pretty decent rookies in the running for for it. But yeah, he got it. First NFL award, first pick. Guy's a stud. I love that guy. He's a good player. My positives, too, I thought Rashawn Gary had a really nice game, and he had to. Preston yeah. Smith went out in his game for a minute, hurt his shoulder. He knows Zadarius Smith, who knows when Zadarius Smith's going to come back. It is Rashawn Gary's time to shine. Six tackles is also a big deal. He was all over the place. Six tackles, two quarterback hits, and a sack. Really nice game from Rashawn Gary. The other thing that I thought really went well, and this is the second game in a row that the Packers have held the opposite team, the opposing team, to less than 70 yards rushing. That is not something you would have 
told me was a possibility last year or this year. And I know that their line, the Steelers line is not very good. And Najee Harris is not there yet. You can only play the team that's in front of you. And part of that, and I know we fanboyed him all over the place, Devondre Campbell is the best value of any player in the NFL right now. Two I would agree. Yeah. million dollars he's making. Two yeah. million dollars. Nine tackles, pass defense, quarterback hit, always in the right spot. And like you said, he doesn't look like he should be that athletic. He's a little bit gangly. You know what I mean? He's like a little bit tall yeah. and long for a linebacker. He looks more like an outside linebacker than an inside linebacker. Yeah. But that fucking guy is exactly what we've been looking for for years. Yeah, he's fast. There's no question. And they got a great deal on him. He was what are trying to get when they got rid of Martinez. Yeah. That's that's, that's, that's what they thought Kirksey was going to be. Right. That's what they thought Kirksey would be. And that didn't work out. So good to see. I have to say this, and I, maybe I shouldn't put this here, but Oren Burks had an okay game too. But Oren Burks, I think, is just running super fast into the hole, hoping to find something. He reminds me of Junior Seau. <laughs> Not as anywhere near as good but I'm just going to run into the hole as fast as I can and hope for the best. That, that's what I see from Warren Burks. I, I'm not impressed with him at all. Not a big fan at all. That's it for the good. I thought it was a decent defensive performance. Stokes with the pick at the end of the game. Do you think he was, I mean, he's a smart player. I, mean, I, I know you pointed out that, you know, in the hurry up offense, he kind of let that guy, he was playing off him, kind of let him catch it, but he defended the sideline to keep him in bounds. Yeah, that was fucking smart. And yes, that's instinct. That's not a coach yelling from the sideline. He knew to do that. He knew to keep that guy in bounds and get that clock killed. And I think I, I want to say on his pick, it looked like he started to run and I couldn't help he slipped or he was like took a knee, which was, again, really smart. You don't want to cough that ball up and try to be a hero and score a touchdown. You don't need to. There was like a minute 10 left. And he decided to, I, I'm pretty sure he decided to slide. I couldn't tell if it was like an actual slide or. I think he slid down. That's what I thought at least. Yeah. Head in the game. And he got interfered with on that pick. Dude hit him on top of the head. Like he it's ducked if he you did. look at it. Yeah, that was. Yeah. And he should only get better. So he's getting a lot of snaps. He is. Lots of snaps. Not gotten abused. So let's move on to the bat defensively. I'll go first on this one. Preston Smith was out for part of this game. He didn't play as many snaps, and Zadarius Smith also didn't play. Jonathan Garvin and Chauncey Rivers, all they do is run straight into the tackle and never, never get pressure on the quarterback. And I mean never. They're, they're not even close to pressuring the quarterback. If Roethlisberger or whoever is quarterbacking were to run between that guard tackle hole, both Rivers and Garvin are so engulfed by the tackle, they couldn't even disengage to make a tackle. It's ridiculous. Watch any time that they rush the quarterback, all they do is run straight into the tackle every fucking time. <laughs> It's excruciatingly painful to watch. 
That's my bad because this wasn't a bad team. The Steelers aren't a, like a Lions team or Jets. This is a pretty good team. It's, I thought the Packers played well, but those that makes me mental to watch those two guys, quote unquote, rush the passer. What makes me mental is Ty Summers every time he's on the field. I mean, this my note for this episode was the same note I had from last week, which is summer sucks ass. I have, I don't think I'm going to delete it all year. Every time I see him on the field, he is fucking awful. Literally, you, you have to w- rewind it, but watch him on plays. I mean, he is just, he, he is just terrible. I don't understand how he's in the NFL. But he was he was getting some snaps in this game. I'm like, the fuck is he doing out there? I mean, I guess Campbell was I guess Campbell was dinged, and Burks was probably fucking tired or something. Who knows? <laughs> not used to playing that much. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, not, it's also not clear like which one of them is ahead of the other, right? Is it Burks then Summers or is it Summers and Burks? I mean, it's a great question. They are equally as bad as each other. They equally suck. Yes. Put that way. I would totally agree with that. I was just trying to look up his snaps while we were talking. Ty Summers snaps. Because he got he had nine defensive snaps in this game. It seems like he's in there forever. It's just because you see him and you're like, oh fuck, here (laughs) we go. You immediately lock on to him. Like, we're about to get smoked here. Painful. He's painful to watch. Painful on special teams. On a side note, I did see that uh, TJ Slayton got nine snaps in this game, and Jack Heflin got a couple snaps in this game. So a little bit of rotation. So that's kind of nice. Didn't play at all. He's probably still fucking sitting in the tent. <laughs> Lancaster. Yeah, I don't think he had any snaps, which is probably why the defensive line operated so. Much <laughs> no, he he wasn't out there because is he still in the COVID protocol? That's what I was saying. He's probably oh. still in the fucking tent. <laughs> He's in the tent. He's yeah. in the COVID tent now, though, yeah. not the shitter. What a fucking dumbass. <laughs> oh, Tyler, Tyler Lancaster. Lancaster doesn't even play, and he still gets this to cuss a couple times on the episode. Oh. Yeah, he didn't even play. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about our upcoming opponent, the Cincinnati Bengals. Interesting team. Hard to say what we're going to get. They have some young talent. You look down their roster, Joe Burrow, talented guy. Joe Mixon just got a big contract. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Like, there's some guys that can play on this offense. There's a lot of young dudes. They should be okay offensively. Was it against the Bears where Burrow's threw, like, three picks in, like, four plays? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, early on in the season. Yeah. It's hard to say what the Bengals are. So, damn, this is why we should have Peter on, right? He could do some Packers. We're I'm call, I'm going to send him a message, and we'll yeah. stick it in here. Packers, Bengals history, because I don't know shit. I think the key for this game, uh, quite honestly, is, I mean, we have a number of injuries, so I think the key to this game is going to be those second and third string guys who are getting opportunities in this game, they have to step up. I mean, if they don't step up, we could possibly and very easily lose this game if those guys don't step up. Jenkins is questionable to come back. He might, he might not. The offensive line is operating pretty well. It'd be, it'd be better if he was back. 
Well, Bakhtiari's on the on the pup. I, I saw that Zadarius Smith is like putting him as like indefinite. Like yeah. I guess it's a lot worse than I thought he'd be out for like a week, like two weeks or something. But like it's pretty bad. King hopefully comes back because now Jair is banged up with the shoulder. He's also questionable for the game too. So all these guys that are either coming in or their backups got to step up, man. I mean, this is the game that people are, you're going to see. What makes me nervous is the defensive backfield. That makes me the most nervous back there. You just have a handful of those guys that are really inexperienced. You know, you look at like Bakhtiari goes out or Bakhtiari is not in these games. You go, okay, Elton Jenkins. He's a pro bowler. He's a great player. We'll put him out at left tackle. He's the most versatile offensive lineman in all of football. Great. He goes out. Somehow Yash Nyman comes in and plays well, and they just shuffle the deck, and again, their offensive line plays well. You can't do that in the defensive back room. There isn't enough talent there at all. No. If Alexander doesn't play, you're now shifting Stokes to DB1, while he's played great, that's a huge responsibility. Then what? Is King going to be back? Who's the second guy? Is it Adam? He was fucking terrible. He was awful. <laughs> what number is he? Because I, I 24, I want to yeah, say. It's 24. Yeah, he's awful. And so is Jean-Claude Van Damme or whatever. Right. So then you got John Charles who played like three snaps in, in his entire career. Yeah. Shannon Sullivan. Shannon Sullivan has regressed and gotten worse. He has. If, Ro- if yeah, Roethlisberger really could has. throw an accurate ball, that's a different ball game because he got he doesn't have a clue how to play zone defense. No. On the play that Roethlisberger missed, I don't know if it was Juju or who it was. My God, Campbell comes over to cover the short zone, and fucking Shannon Sullivan is just standing there. <laughs> And he's like, oh, shit, there goes my guy. I don't need more quarters. <laughs> there. Like, he, I got to shuffle my quarters, man. I cussed a lot in this episode. Um, yeah, Shannon Sullivan's like, oh, my God, there goes my guy, and I got to chase after him. Like, he was so open. An accurate throw, that's a touchdown all day long. If Alexander can't play, if he's got a torn AC joint, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Jamar Chase can, is shown that he's better than he was in the past. Like, he had a bad rookie year, but Jamar Chase has been pretty good this year. Yeah, Mike Higgins is not Chase a bad against, player. Chase against Stokes, too. Yeah, but two SEC oh. guys who have seen each other before, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Going up. Yeah, it should be interesting. You know, while Cincinnati isn't great, the Packers being as hurt as they are, yeah, I don't know. So your key is what? Just get healthy or be out there on the field and have your guys play. Yeah, the guys got to step up. They got to step up. The guys who are going to get playing time, especially on the defensive side of the ball, they got to step up. Offensively, and I guess I'm going to become a broken record, but the balance that you talked about, and not just run-pass balance that they absolutely had in this game, but getting other guys the ball, yeah. like you said, that's important. Because, like, Tanyan has been invisible for the most part. And I don't know if other yeah. teams are starting to scheme differently because now they see that he can play or what it is. But he is not open very often. That down-the-seam ball. That is, but everything else seems to be covered. So yeah. let's get other guys involved. Yeah, and you don't – I'm confused, like, what DeGora's role is. 
when he's in. I, I can't figure it out. Is he what is he doing? Like, is he more of a blocker? Is he more of a I don't know. Because he hasn't really gotten any any targets either. So it's hard to say. I don't know what his role is. You're absolutely yeah. right. Someone needs to be more involved. Lazard, if it's gonna be Cobb still, great. I mean, right. I'd love to see Randall Cobb catch four or five balls every game. What you said is exactly right. And it didn't dawn on me until you said it. The reason that we stall could be that Adams doesn't get open for a couple plays. And it's like, oh, geez, who else well, can we throw the ball? Now to? what do we do? Yeah, what do we do now? Well, the got 24 snaps in this game. I didn't yeah. realize that. That's a but lot. That's taking snaps away from Tunyon, right? So, I mean, it is. I mean, Tunyon didn't have that to worry about last year. I mean, he was primary tight end like all year. So, yeah, they got to get something out of somebody. I still say Amari Rogers should be getting some touches. I mean, I know that Randall Randall Cobb is hot now. I think I think they know they that's kind of like the go. They've got their go tos. I mean, your third down conversions to Cobb. You got Devonte Adams. Pretty much anything you want, anytime you want. What about MVS? Is he hurt? Yeah. Again, is he going to be out this game? Is he? Yeah, MVS is out for either IR. Is damn. That's why Saint Turd was in this game. And can they just get rid of that fucking guy? Ah oh, man! At this point, why wasn't Malik Taylor in? I mean, I guess he's already activated, but why don't one? Yeah, why didn't? Why not more snaps with Malik Taylor? Why? Why not bring Jawan Winfrey up from the practice squad? Why does right. it have to be? Right. It's always St. Brown. Always, he fucking sucks. He does. I wonder what's going on. And man, we are all over the place, or at least I am. Wonder where Barnes is in the concussion protocol. Oh, that's another yeah, that's another injury. Barnes too. Barnes King, Alexander, Bakhtiari, Smith. Yeah. We need to survive that, right? If you can survive that and playing Chicago and Cincinnati and Detroit and those games, I hate to say you can win those with a couple guys being out. But you should be able to. Right. You're still the more talented football team, even with Bakhtiari and Jenkins out and those guys out. If you get them back healthy and they're rested, yes, going down the stretch, that's huge. Yep. When other teams are beat up, if you're healthy. They just got to survive this week. So let's do a score prediction then. I think that they'll get a couple scores. The Packers will be successful in shutting down some red zone opportunities for Cincinnati. And I think that they'll come out ahead. I feel like the Packers are probably their favorites for sure. But that's what I see it as. 28-20. I think we run and pass and we're balanced like we have been. So we can keep that defense off the field. And we're going to need a takeaway. And I think we will get one in this game. So yeah, I, agree. I agree with the takeaways. We, we need some turnovers. And time of possession. I think time of possession, whatever whatever the equation is to you know with run and pass on the offensive side of the ball, I think if we can dominate the time of possession in this game, um, it's gonna benefit us in the end. I, I, I like it 2410 Packers. Yeah. So thanks for listening to episode 57, the Chris Gizzy slash Ken Bowman version of the average cheese. Go pack go. Go pack go.